You slept in. Hey, we're not judging. Sometimes you just need to get a little more sleep. And if you do need to snooze, we'd much rather you did that at home in your warm, comfortable bed than in our pews while we're preaching. Uh, you can always catch up with the sermon later right here on the Sunday Morning Sleep In podcast. You'll still miss out on things like intergenerational interaction. Sometimes we don't have enough of that in our lives. We're very compartmentalized. Uh, you'll miss out this on that support and encouragement that a community gives. Maybe some music. And you definitely won't hear the kids make cute comments at children's time, but we'll give you what we can. I'm Chris Marshall. And I'm Susan Foster. And we are United Methodist Pastors in Reno, Nevada. We're not theological experts or homiletical harbingers of some brand new age. We are your average pastors helping our congregations think through life's big questions every week. We started this podcast so that if you're away from home, working, maybe out celebrating New Year's Eve, or maybe just sleeping in, you can keep up with some of the ideas floating around the church. Every episode is a conversational version of a sermon one of us gave on Sunday. So whatever date is when you're listening to this, we just ask that you would keep an open mind and an open heart. And a quick note, we're serious about that, that we think that that we can learn from one another, that you don't have to agree with everything we say, that you can think and develop your own thoughts and uh, maybe start a conversation with us. But it is our sincere hope in the midst of all of this that you will experience the mysterious loving force in the world we know as God moving in your life as you consider this. So Susan, do you have any New Year's Eve traditions? So many years until last year when some family stuff got in the way, I have I had spent um, maybe the last five or six years with, with our friends Carolyn and Lisa mm-hmm. and their family. And um, I did that again this year. So. That's great. Cool. That's so what do you guys far- do? Do you like stay up till midnight? Do you watch um, fireworks? We haven't always done any of those things. Sometimes we just um, hang out and eat and sometimes we get a bit early. It just depends on play what. Like board games. Yes, we did play a board game. We have played board games. That's um, pretty good. Yeah. When I was growing up, my family almost always hosted a New Year's Eve open house. Oh, People from the church would come and we'd play games and like a really big game of charades. And, That's great. And it was really, yeah, so... Cool. Yeah, my family, they always made shrimp or crab. Okay. Which are not things I can enjoy. But but we didn't know that at the time. It was just like, (laughs) Chris doesn't like it. She's such a picky eater. Oh, well, and also she gets sick. We sometimes would hang out with friends. We would stay up late. Mm -hmm. Reno has been different because I can see the fireworks downtown from my house. Right. So I watched the fireworks and that's Mm -hmm. been great. But different, different people have different... Yeah. Traditions around New Year's. And um, some of them I've experienced in my many years of ministry, and I'm sure you've experienced some of them Mm -hmm. too. The Japanese American church used to do ozoni soup. Oh, interesting. And everything in the soup represents something that you wish for the year. Okay. So like if there is something that is long, it's that you'll have a long life. Mm -hmm. And if there's something that's round, it's that you will have... I don't know, well-rounded life, <laughs> but there's like all these different things yeah, that, right, right, that I right. would never guess the right meaning to because it's so culturally mm-hmm, embedded, mm-hmm. Um, but it's good soup. Yeah. Tastes yeah. good. One of the things we did this time was we had black-eyed peas and greens. Yeah, that was a thing that a lot of people in my church mentioned, black-eyed peas. Yeah, mostly from Carolyn's mother's southern roots. It's like a southern thing. What does yeah. it mean? Black-eyed peas are for luck and greens are for money. Oh. So and then mean, we looked up a bunch of like different countries. Yeah, like in, we were curious. in Mexican culture, lentils are for money. Oh, interesting. So if you have do look like lentil greens. soup, like you eat a lot of lentil soup on New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. and then you have a little bit on New Year's Day, and okay. that, that's supposed to secure 
your financial future. Okay. Um, or you carry so lentils around, like a handful so a plan, of lentils. A plan for leftovers. I like that. <laughs> I know. Uh, a handful of lentils around in your bag will mm-hmm. do the same thing. There was, I, there was a big thing this year about your underwear. Did you hear this? No. What color underwear you wear on New Year's Eve <laughs> determines what will happen for you in the new year. So if you wear pink underwear, you'll have love and harmony. Okay. If you wear yellow underwear... You'll have money. Okay. If you wear red underwear, you'll have passion. Okay. If you wear green underwear, you'll experience nature in a new way. (laughs) And so I was like mentioning this to my friends who were over for New Year's Eve and they all looked kind of stunned at the same time. And I said, you're all wearing black underwear, aren't you? And they said, yeah. (laughs) So I said, so am I. (laughs) So that's it. So anyway, there's like an underwear color thing. Uh, There's an idea that if you um, sit and stand three times in succession mm-hmm. right after midnight that it will squirrel is sighing editorially in the corner <laughs> that it will secure marriage oh interesting so you're supposed to do it but then like it, kind of as an aside commentary in the article they were saying but don't let your significant other see you do it because they'll feel like you're emotionally manipulating them into marriage <laughs> and that will end your relationship so you have to do it but you have to do it like subtle you have to go in the bathroom yeah like sit and stand i get Ooh, weird okay weird there was a thing about you need to put a gold ring in your champagne. Oh, uh-huh. And then it's like drinking gold. So then it's, again, it's another prosperity thing. Huh. What about the clanging pan thing? Oh, what's the pan thing? I think the clanging pan thing is that, like, you go out at midnight and you clang on pans to, like, disrupt the, the evil forces or something. Oh, interesting. Oh, I like it. Somebody in my church at 815 said, Ginny Slingland said, you open the back door to usher out oh, the new yeah. year, and then you open the front door to usher in the new one. Mm. But you have to do that. Okay. And I failed to do that this oh, year. No. So both so, years are hanging out in my house. We only open the front door because the dog had to go outside. <laughs> and then there's this thing about luggage. Have you seen the thing about luggage? Uh-uh. So you're, if, you, if you're interested in travel. Okay. Which then, we're not at all. We don't like to travel at all. We love to travel. We love to travel. So if you're interested in travel, then you take your luggage out and you like run around the block. <laughs> Or you can like run up and down the stairs with it. Okay. But you pack the thing. You can't do it empty suitcases. You have to pack the things in the suitcases that represent the places you want to go. Okay. So if you want to go to the beach, okay. for example, you would yeah, pack a swimsuit. Okay. Or some suntan lotion. Mm-hmm. Like, but so you pack the things in the suitcase oh, that represent the places I've never heard you want to go. Yeah. And so I was so I was looking at all these rituals and all of these things that we do. And of course, the big one mm-hmm. is resolutions. Oh yes. Of course. Yes, we haven't even we haven't even. Scratch that surface. Yeah, resolutions. Resolutions are our way once a year of making ourselves feel terrible about ourselves (laughs) just long enough to say that we want to change. And then within about, I think it's about 15 days, everybody gives up. That's the... Well, the reality is you have to do something like 45 times before Yeah, it's like 45 days in a row for it to become a habit. Habit, yeah. But most people last about a third of that. And so... The American tradition is to not fulfill your New Year's resolutions. They're talking about resolutions and all these kind of fun superstitions mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. we visualize ourselves differently. Yeah. We kind of say, like, I want to be somebody who travels. I want to be somebody who falls in love. I want to be somebody who, right. you know, makes a lot of money or whatever. We right. see ourselves differently. And um, we try and give ourselves these sort of new names. Right. 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 Like, That's I will be. That's a perfect way to do that. I will yeah, be this. Think about that, yeah. I will be that. Yeah. You know, one of the kind of the judgments in that is that I'm not good enough the way I am. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think that there's cause for judging self-improvement. I think self-improvement's a good thing. Yeah. Of course. And I think if we can do resolutions in a way that just cast everything in a positive light, mm-hmm. then that's great. But what, what I think we do is sometimes 
we say, and I will start to live when? Yeah. Once I lose 15 pounds, then I'll really be alive. Right. Once somebody else loves me, then I'll really be lovable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All of those things. And I think that's dangerous. And so I shared with my congregation on Sunday a poem uh, by Thich Nhat Hanh mm-hmm. called Call Me By My True Names. Okay. Yes, I've heard that one. And uh, I use it, I've actually used it at funerals for mm-hmm. people who've committed suicide mm. because we need to remember that people are more than just the way that their life ends, yeah. right? That, that they are a lot of things. And so we can celebrate all of those things, mm-hmm. um, even as we're sort of mourning yeah. uh, this one horrible thing that is painful for us that happened. Um, but call me by my true names. He imagines himself into the world mm. and he says, I know that you think I'm departing, but I'm only just arriving. Mm. And then he says, I am. And then he, he tells you all the things that he is. And so he's the new life, the frog that's spawning in the river. And mm-hmm. he's also the snake that is devouring the frog. Mm. Like he is the 12 year old refugee girl flinging herself into the ocean to escape the sea pirate. And he is the sea pirate. Mm-hmm. Like that he's all of those things. And that, when we just look at the bad things about ourselves or when we just look at the good things about mm-hmm. ourselves, we only get half the picture. Right. We don't let ourselves be fully human. And so they, it ends by saying, please call me by my true names so I can wake up. And so the door of my heart can be left open. Mm. The door of compassion. Mm. Because if we can't see ourselves, see the good things in ourselves, right, then we're, we're just not. beating ourselves up, which isn't good for anybody else. Right. And if we can't see the good things in other people, then we're just beating them up. We're not doing them any good either. But that we also sometimes seeing the growing edges in ourselves helps us have a little bit more grace for people who are also struggling. Yeah. And so we talked a little bit about that. We talked about that. We talked about how in Genesis, God calls humans very good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We talked about in Isaiah chapter 61 and chapter 62, God is describing the people collectively mm-hmm. in bridal language. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so talking about that God has has given us new names mm. and that we are dressed in salvation and righteousness, that God dresses us up, that right. God gives us good things, that God wants good things for us. Right. And that the name that God gives us isn't just sinner, isn't right. just prophet, isn't just our gifts or right. our graces, but that it's God's that, name. Yeah. And as you say that, I'm really struck by how we have internalized, even, even from the Bible, sometimes mm-hmm. we have internalized the awful messages about, you know, the, the hard stuff about being human. Yeah. And forgotten, as you say, the, the way that God actually sees us. Yeah. And so this people who in Isaiah have been through the mill. Right. And who are about to go through the mill again are saying, mm-hmm. we know that nobody else sees us, our value. Right. Um, except the value of the land that we own, except the value of the skills that we possess. But they don't see us. Mm-hmm. But God sees us. Yeah. And God um, doesn't just call us by these names. God gives us God's name. They are God's people. They are God's family. And so are we. And so we talked about how our new name is Christ. Mm. And, you know, it's fun when you ask kids, like, what was Jesus's last name? Christ. So we say Christ. Like, yeah. Okay. So if you're married to Jesus, mm-hmm. then your last name is? Christ. Christ. That your job is to be somebody through whom God's blessing flows. Mm-hmm if we are only saying the negative things about ourselves or waiting to live until some goal has been accomplished that we will probably give up after 15 days, right? then we have missed the point that God can work through us. Right. And so we talked about that. We talked about the names that God gives us, the names righteousness, the names of salvation, and that the way that that looks in this Isaiah passage is not like conquering army, but infant child. Yeah. The compassion or the love that is 
inspired in us when we see a baby, the protectiveness that we have, mm-hmm. that we need to feel that for all right. people. And then the other, the second scripture was from Luke 2. Mm-hmm. And it's the story about Jesus's parents taking him to the temple. To the temple. Yeah, we taught it. This is what I did on my busman's holiday. Okay, so tell us the story. So this is the story of Anna and Simeon. Simeon and how they have been waiting. God promised them that they would not die before they saw the Messiah. And they have been waiting in the temple to see the Messiah. And when Mary and Joseph bring Jesus to the temple, they go, oh my gosh, here That's it him. is. And then they both die immediately. No. 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 It doesn't include that part. It doesn't include that part. But it's the waiting. It's yeah. that being in, in anticipation. Right. Being actively looking. So the part that I talked about with my congregation was the the sacrifice that Joseph and Mary Mm. brought. Mm. So uh, we know because of the old Testament that there were different sacrifices that you would do for different occasions Occasions. and the occasion of a child being born, a boy child being born was a lamb. Mm. You'd bring a perfect lamb. Right. And the lamb would be the sacrifice for the child. And if you couldn't afford a lamb, then you could bring two turtle doves and two pigeons. And Mary basically the same thing. Yeah, it's four pigeons, basically. Right. So Mary and... Which would still have eaten a huge hole if you were poor in your grocery budget. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, this was still a huge sacrifice for you. And Joseph and Mary, that's what they brought. Mm -hmm. So we know that Joseph and Mary are poor. Right. And so the labels that we could put, the names that we could put on them, young, poor, Mm -hmm. you know, not very important, all of those things that we could say about them, depending on which gospel you read, refugee. Right. Uh, immigrant, mm-hmm. homeless, vagrant, burden, whatever the labels are that you would put on them, Anna and Simeon look at them and say, you are salvation. Mm-hmm. You are blessed. You are God's presence with mm-hmm. us. You are righteousness. You are the building of positive relationships between all people. Right. That those are their true names. And that Living into vagrant, refugee, poor, whatever, like that, those things, getting stuck in those things, those places, mm-hmm. not going to bless anybody. Right. But recognizing that, yeah, those are some of their names. They are the snake that eats the frog. They are the sea pirate. But they are also, they are life that's being renewed and they are courage and they are all of these things that we need to be as well. So my thought was, what if we could see everybody by their true names mm-hmm. and not just by the labels that we put on people? Mm-hmm. What if we or the could, labels that people are putting on themselves, even. Or the labels that you're putting on yourself. One of the things I tell people at the end of every service is go out and love every person you meet, even the ones you might not think deserve it, because God thinks they do. Yeah. And this year I said, and that might just be you. Yeah. Um, that when we look in the mirror, when we know our true names, it's knowing the gifts that we have. It's knowing the ways that we can bless. And it's also knowing, and I've got some growing edges. Mm-hmm. I'm not and and being grace grace filled enough with ourselves to say I'm not going to do it perfectly, but I'm going to do it. But I'm going to do it, and it's not going to happen after some arbitrary point in time when I have magically accomplished mm-hmm. some kind already, of a God resolution. Is already at work. It's already happening, and that we would care for all children, all people, with the same potential mm-hmm. as if they were Christ. Yeah, that that is that is what we're called to do. That's what we're called to be. And so that was the sermon on Sunday. But we spent a lot of time talking about like, what are your, because people really got into it. Black eyed peas and yeah, all the things, all the things that we do to make mm-hmm. sure the new year is going to be right good. But it's like, it's already good. It's already good. It's already good. 
and uh, and we can be good too. Yeah. And we get to we get to do that. So no pressure. No pressure. No pressure. So I'll put a link to Call Me By My True Names in the cool. blog post if you're looking at this on our website. And I'll put a link in to the scriptures as well. And uh, and I'll even put a link in to the articles that I found about all of the weird New Year's cool. Eve and New cool. Year's Day traditions in case you're looking for a superstition to pick up. Yeah, in case you need an extra one. In case you need another one. I spent New Year's Eve sitting on my couch doing puzzles. Mm-hmm. I was sick. So I lost my voice the day before Christmas Eve. Right. And I've been sick for a while. And uh, and I'm beginning to sort of feel human again. But we watched all of the Harry Potter movies. All nine. Yeah, that's Harry a lot. Potter that's a movies. commitment. Well, mostly we listened and made fun of. But, <laughs> but it worked. Pardon me. One of my friends was crocheting and one of them was kind of napping. Mm-hmm. And browsing, I don't know, Twitter and Instagram. And I was puzzling. Nice. And it was just, it was a really nice, relaxing... When the fireworks started going off, we stopped the movie. We were in the middle of the sixth movie at the time. Draco Malfoy had just managed to get the vanishing cabinet working. And we took the dog outside so she could do her business. And we watched the fireworks from my front porch. Nice. And then we went back inside and finished the movie and fell asleep. Nice. (laughs) Nice. 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 So here's wishing you all a happy new year. A blessed 2018. So thanks for listening to the Sunday Morning Sleep-In Podcast. If you have questions for us or stories that relate to the topics we've been discussing today, shoot us an email. If you have a, a New Year's resolution, a New Year's, uh, New Year's resolution or a New Year's tradition that we should know about. Yeah, the one we didn't mention. Yeah. Uh, Sunday Morning Sleepin at gmail.com or our Facebook page at Sunday Morning Sleepin or our website at sundaymorningsleepin.com. The scripture for this podcast is Isaiah 61 verse 10 through 62 verse 3 and Luke 2 verses 22 to 40. And the music you're hearing is Taking Higher by Jazzer. It's traditional at the end of a worship service for the priest to deliver a blessing to the congregation. Some wise words that make everybody just a little bit holier for the new year. But here's the deal. We don't have any magic words. We just have what we know to be true, that God has given you God's name. Mm -hmm. That you are creative. That you are good. That you have the potential for great love. That you have the potential for great service. And we hope that you will live into your name. Uh, We hope that you will love that the God of all creation who invented all the wonderful things that we adore, gravity, children, (laughs) blackberries, black-eyed peas, all of those things, that you would love that that God thought that the world needed one of you too. So the question is, whatever you believe about the new year or resolutions Mm -hmm. or what your names might be, how will you choose to live into your own skin this week? How will you love... How will you listen? How will you serve? How will you seek justice? Maybe you slept in, but now it's time to wake up and get moving. Yeah.